Hello, welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast, where our goal is to help you, our church members at Grace Rancho, better understand the what and the why behind all we do. Um, And in this time, probably give some encouragement and and some perspective and kind of evaluate our current situation in the COVID-19 pandemic slash crisis, however you want to label it. Um, So I'm here with Pastor Eric. Hey, guys. And uh, we're sitting in the church office right now. And and we... Four feet away from each other. Okay. You might need to back up a foot and I'll back up a foot and we'll be all right. Six feet. And six optical feet. And uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever read um, The Pilgrim's Progress? It's been a very, very long time. But you've read it? I think I, I think I read like the youth version when I was maybe in junior high or sixth grade or something. Okay. I read um, recently. So I should read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even know if I've read the whole unabridged regular version oh yeah i've read the um it's called little pilgrim's progress to my kids Probably twice I read. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic it's really it's like a classic in and of itself but um i've also read uh or i listened to actually i think it was an abridged i don't know if i got the whole thing but i think it was an abridged version of it of pilgrim's progress um probably the second most popular book in Christianity, if we're counting, you know, all the uh, <clears throat> centuries of Christianity and different, um, you know, times, there's always been books besides the Bible that Christians like to read. And mm. Pilgrim's Progress is probably the second most popular book. I, I think it is. I think it's the best selling book besides the Bible. Yeah, I or think some, so. Or something like that. That's, I've heard that. Or, or it was at some point. Uh, I think it was is um, what, uh, what I love about that book, having listened to it a couple times and having read the, the kids' version um, a couple times and being kind of familiar with the story, is you read it and it's like trial after trial, temptation after temptation, tragedy, um, through this, this whole, the whole story, the whole journey of... Uh, of Christian as he goes to the celestial city is just wrought with dangers mm-hmm. and things he's afraid of and ways that he even fails. And, and yet at the end of it, he comes to the river uh, where he has to cross uh, before he can enter into the celestial city and go and see the King. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he comes to the end. Of course that represents death. And it's just this glorious picture when the shining ones that are the angels, they come and they help him across and then they welcome him into the celestial city where he's with the king who is God forever. Man, it's great. But what I love about it is by the end of it, you feel like you've been on a long, arduous journey and it came to an end and it ended happily. Mm. Happy ending to a long, hard road. Yeah. I think of that uh, as we kind of think about our our lives right now. We are on the journey now, and indeed, in in real life, we're facing temptations, fears, anxieties, worries, real dangers, 
real threats. Uh, we fail uh, often. We make mistakes. But at the end, God is taking us somewhere. So what I want to talk about this morning, is it the morning? No, it's the afternoon. It's, it's the it's, afternoon. It's one twenty. I guess yeah. I just started preaching. <laughs> it's just a preaching you, you, thing. Yeah, I just, say. It's always the morning when you talk to people. Yeah, right? when you're preaching. Um, well, it could be morning for someone who's listening on the podcast. That's why we usually don't use such words, yeah. such language. <clears throat> Let's get to this. Let's okay. get to it. Let's get to it. Let's go. Heaven. We're, we're talking about heaven and you're mentioning this journey and so we're thinking about when you think towards Romans 8 creation groaning uh, even ourselves longing for heaven uh, while we're on this journey here on earth uh, which we're calling it a journey because it's not our final destination so do you think people these days are thinking about heaven more um depends on who you are right if you're a Christian I hope you are I hope the reality of the brokenness of our world is becoming more apparent. Uh, And so we're not satisfied here. We're looking towards something greater and that is lasting. Uh, And that is uh, an eternity with God, with Christ. Uh, But if you're not a believer, then some people might, they might be wondering if they're thinking about death or just infirmity, but others, because they willingly disbelieve, uh, reject those things, or because out of anxiety and fear, they just kind of ignore uh, eternal realities and they suppress that truth. Yeah. Um, so but it kind of depends on where you are. Yeah, but they're, everyone's going to cling to something. I think of entirely in, in Jonah, um, I think it's chapter one, when the storm comes, right? And all the sailors are afraid for their lives. And it says each cried out to his own God. Mm -hmm. Like these were pagan sailors. And in that moment, they're crying out to a God that they hope can save them. The storm, I mean, to use that metaphor, the storms of life cause us to feel helpless and often turn people upwards, looking for something solid that they can trust in. And, um, and for, for Christians, it's the fact that God has actually promised us an eternal, unshakable kingdom uh, where we are saved and rescued out of this groaning world, given bodies that will never decay, never get sick again, and, and then placed in a you know, uncursed, perfect creation like Eden, but better where we can enjoy fellowship with God and with one, with one another forever. I think, I think these days sharpen our hope in that. Yeah, they should. They should. They should. How do we, um, what, what do we need to be doing to make sure we're, we're thinking about that? I hope we are thinking about that. I think as a church that we are confident and even excited about what the Lord is doing Mm-hmm. While we're even able to lament, uh, Paul was able to say that he was sorrowful, but always rejoicing. Those two things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Indeed. So we can grieve about what's going on in the world, and yet we can rejoice in what God has given us. Um, so how do we have a, a biblical framework for thinking about heaven? How do we make sure that our perspective is right and that we are focusing on the right things 
these days? You have to go to the word, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to go to the source of truth, uh, which is God's word, because even reading a book about it, right? Uh, it's only going to point you back to the word again. Uh, and so if we want to be cultivating a longing for heaven in our lives, uh, we've got to set our focus on God. Yeah. And I think the whole storyline of scripture helps here. Um, there, there's sometimes the tendency to pull out random Bible verses and kind of cherry pick. Uh, and, and that, you know, obviously Bible verses are good, probably better than nothing, but we, we never want to be pulling them out of context. We want to be understanding what they really mean. But even the idea that scripture has a storyline, that there's a creation, there's kind of four parts. You got the creation, a good creation, beautiful, enjoyable. Um, then you got the fall and the curse where everything kind of breaks down. Death enters the world, sickness, disease, all kinds of chaos. And then there's this promise of redemption with Christ and his death and resurrection, where he's the first fruits of all the redeemed. And then you get this restoration, the final act. Mm -hmm. Everything is made new. We are new creations in Christ, but he, our bodies still await the, the gift of a glorified body that Jesus gives us. So here we are in this big story of redemption. We need to see ourselves as uh, like pilgrims on a journey. And that God is taking us somewhere. And so we can process the things in the world if we can process them in the, through the lens of the scripture's framework. Entirely. And under, like you said, understanding that big picture is so helpful because it gives you perspective. Yeah, it gives you perspective. It, it lets you know, because we've been told it, the outcome. Uh, and that what we are in right now is not final. Um, this isn't where we end up. It won't, uh, yeah, this isn't forever. This isn't eternal. It, it, this is temporary. And there's something even greater than just getting past this and we can gather together as a church. And there's something even greater than there's no more COVID-19 in the world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it, because it's an eternal reality and it's not just momentary uh, because we seek relief now, but we will have ultimate relief from sickness and from death yeah. uh, and, and all infirmity uh, when we are with God forever. Jonas called me yesterday. Jonas Alton. Alton. Shout out, man. Shout out, Jonas. And uh, we were just chatting and, and catching up a little bit. <clears throat> and we're talking about how uh, during this season, we're longing for the gathering of the church. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're missing it too. But it also caught, got us thinking about, think about that future gathering of the universal church that we will never have to say goodbye to each other. We will never cease worshiping the Lord Jesus together. We will never have to face sickness again. I mean, there's a coming day that that will actually be mm -hmm. reality. So I think in the midst of this, there's bad news everywhere, but, but you gotta, we gotta think about the good news. God mm -hmm. is making all things new. And this is just a, a step forward in the journey toward the celestial city that God has for us. And we're, we're holding each other together and we're, um, we, we've got each other's backs and we're making it through. And, and some of us are the anxious, the anxious 
trembling little ones, and some of us are maybe more strong and confident, but we all got to hand in hand make our way past this trial and listen, we're going to be safe with our Lord someday and sooner than we think. Yeah. I, I like how you said sooner than you think, because as you're saying that, what's going through my mind is uh, it, we just need to understand how temporal where we are is yeah. uh, and how long eternity really is. Yeah. Um, heaven uh, and being with God for eternity will come so much quicker than I think we realize. Yeah. Um, just like as you grow up, years just go by quicker uh, mm-hmm. and things happen faster. And you think, man, how did I get here? And you think back, wow, that happened so fast. That's the nature of our lives, their breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we really ought to long for eternity and realize how short now is. Yeah. The vast majority of our lives will be spent after death. Practically all of it. <laughs> right? Like this is a vapor, James says. Um, this life is like a passing shadow. I think Isaiah says this life is like grass, like it grows in the morning and then it dies in the afternoon. Like we are, this life is so short. The vast majority of our existence will be spent in a post death universe. And we will look back on this tiny blip in a billion years of the, of this little life that we lived and all these things will be able to look back and go, Oh yeah. You remember, remember sickness? Remember 2020 with the coronavirus? Mm-hmm. Remember how God used that to glorify himself and save many people? And remember how he changed you know, my own heart and perspective? Remember what he did in my life? But, we, but we're so caught up in the right now, it's hard to think that way. And it takes scripture to really pull us out of the urgent, you know, right now situation. Um, it, it takes scripture to do that and, and help us see the bigger picture. And so some, some people are, are afraid and in a world where there's no God, there's a lot of reason to be afraid, mm-hmm. but in a world with a heavenly father who says to us, no, I'm, I'm a good father. I take care of you. Look at the birds, look at the lilies of the field. There's nothing that you, you need that I won't give you. If you ask for bread, I'm not going to give you a stone. You ask for fish. I'm not going to give you a serpent. I'm going to take care of your every need. And, and so come to me, pray to me, ask, seek, knock. That's all Matthew six right there. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's one of those things again, in eternity we'll go, oh yeah, he was caring for me the whole way. He was always with me. Mm -hmm. And so we don't need to be afraid. We can have so much confidence. Yeah. Um, and just as we think about this uh, here, you wrote down here, first Corinthians 15, maybe you're turning there, but I'm just going to read part of it because it's so neat because as we think towards eternity uh, and being with the Lord, it provides um, fuel for living through today. Yeah. And, and, it, and it talks about um, essentially Christ coming back, the trumpet will sound, and the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable, bo- perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it tells us this. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Our work now is shaped in light of the hope we have for eternity, where we will be with the Lord uh, and we will put on uh, imperishable. Uh, We will be dwelling eternally with God in glorified bodies, um, like you said, in this perfect eternal state. Um, and that ought to fuel what we're doing now um, mm-hmm. because of the hope we have in Christ. Yeah. Yeah, what a passage. I'm thinking also of um, <clears throat> in, I just love actually getting kind of a visual of it in Revelation mm. 21, 1 to 5. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. And listen, this is, this is it. God himself will be with them as their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore the former things have passed away wow that is that's a that's a that's our hope that's our eternal hope uh, it, i love how the bible doesn't shy away from the reality that there are tears there is mourning there's crying there's pain there's death that's our world but there will not be in the coming world and that the tears that we shed now, God himself, verse four, will wipe away. Uh, He will wipe them away. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. We're going to see him uh, face to face. He will wipe the tears off our eyes, off off our faces. And we're going to be forever with the Lord in a perfect new creation like Eden, but better and unable to be tainted with any sin praise god for that praise god that's hopefully this gives you hope uh hopefully as you turn to scripture uh, and you see the things the lord has promises promised us um you have hope in a time where maybe you're struggling uh, to see the end um as a recommendation i'm mm -hmm. not going to recommend a book but i am going to recommend jc ryle's sermon called sickness Mm. and he brings up several things sickness does in our hearts in our minds and and how god uses it i mean here let me just give you a sample you have a link for it uh i do we'll put put the link in the description of the of the podcast cool sickness helps to remind men of death sickness helps to make men think seriously of god and their souls in the world to come sickness helps soften men's heart and teaches them wisdom. Sickness helps level and humble us. Sickness helps us or helps try men's religions, what sort it is, like what we're really trusting in. But at the end of it, he has this paragraph. So I'm going to read it real quick. Go for it. He says, the time is short. The fashion of this world passeth away. A few more sicknesses and all will be over. 
A few more funerals and our own funeral will take place. A few more storms and tossings and we shall be safe in harbor. We travel towards a world where there is no more sickness, where parting and pain and crying and mourning are done with forevermore. Heaven is becoming every year more full and earth more empty. The friends ahead are becoming more numerous than the friends astern. Yet a little time and he that shall come or he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Hebrews 10:37. In his presence shall be fullness of joy. Christ shall wipe away all tears from his people's eyes. The last enemy shall be destroyed is death, but he shall be destroyed. Death himself shall die one day. In the meantime, let us live the life of faith in the Son of God. Let us learn or lean all our weight on Christ and rejoice in the thought that he lives forevermore. That's so good. So encouraging, yeah. right? It's, it's a triumphant paragraph. Very triumphant. Um, so let, let's hope in that. Let's hope in the triumph of Christ and being with him uh, eternally in that perfect state. Um, just a quick few announcements as we finish up here. Uh, if you're listening, we are doing what we're calling Zoom groups every weeknight. Um, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of until this is all over. Yeah, we're going to evaluate how they go and maybe do something slightly different, but stay tuned. They, right? Regular meetings. Regular meetings. Um, yeah, so we sent the links in, and you could come to one of them or all of them. Um, and it's it's every weeknight at 7 p.m. We'll for sure do it next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, just watch your emails. We'll, we'll give information like that in there and links to join those meetings. Great ways to stay connected with your church family. Entirely. Um, so join us for a Zoom group, 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, as well, um, at the beginning of the year, we didn't. Uh, we, Eric mentioned, let's all read through this George Mueller uh, autobiography. And yeah. it just displays the power of prayer. What a good time. If you're reading through that, continue. If you haven't started, uh, perhaps go find it. Um, and then lastly, we're trying to do 15-second encouragement videos for our church family. Um, so we would like you, our Grace Rancho church members, to go ahead and on your phone or your computer, record about 15 seconds of you encouraging the church with a couple verses. Um, no need for real explanation of any of it. Or... Church, I'm praying for you in this particular way. Uh, and so we hope to compile those videos and share them with everybody um, and just uh, kind of spread some of that around uh, corporately so that we can all benefit from it. Yep. Been good uh, talking with you, Eric. And um, mm-hmm. we'll do it again next week. All right. See you all soon.